Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the creator of Create Tailwind, and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm Jim Oliver, your host. And with me today is a great guest, Bunny Young. Hi, Bunny. Hello, Jim. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You're welcome. Bunny, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. So I'm breaking codependency between personal and professional lives, one entrepreneur, one business owner, one company at a time. But in in short, I'm a business therapist that wants to help people stay sane during these insane times. Yeah, you know, that's uh, I saw a business therapist and I hadn't heard that term before, Bunny, and I really I thought that was cool. So you're obviously a creative person because you came up with something unique there. But tell me a little bit more about that. Then let's get into what do you see from business owners and entrepreneurs and, and like, what are you seeing during this COVID situation? I don't, I don't like to say crisis. So I'm going to say situation. Yeah. So, you know, as a therapist, I, I, especially seeing a lot of situations where people would look at in their environmental factors or environmental circumstances and also um, look at their relationships and say, you know, in so many words, look what's happening to me. And I would be able to say, what are you doing about it? And so really being a business therapist is about saying, you know, what are we going to do about this? cultural change. You say you want this to happen, but how is that going to happen? And it's broken down to humans. And how aware are you of what you're doing to contribute to the success or to the failure or to your own happiness or unhappiness within an organization and within life? If you're measuring success by other people's standards, then you're going to, you're going to find yourself pretty unhappy So I shifted from being a therapist to going into an organizational psychology approach and working with teams and doing professional development retreats and personal development retreats. We go about it a little bit different in the aspect that we start with self-awareness and self-management. And that's where the therapeutic tools that we uh, have developed come into play. And we're not therapists in the, the sense that we don't provide psychotherapy to any of the companies that we work with, but we use what we know about human psychology in order to support positive change within organizations. Because I truly believe I'm what's called a meliorist. So I truly believe that the world can be made a better place by human effort. And so I think that that's where it starts and that's where it ends. And unhappiness within humanity starts and ends with humans. Yeah, that's, I like, uh, I'm sorry, you, you, you covered a lot there. I'm just kind of thinking, but there's a, there's a few things. One, you talked about happiness and I heard a really simple definition not too long ago about happiness. And they said, and the definition was to be making progress. You know, and I've been thinking about that a lot, or I thought about a lot about it after I heard it and it totally makes sense. You know, it's kind of like if we're trying to drop a few pounds, as long as the weight's going down, we're happy, Right. If the weight's going the wrong direction, we're not happy. If we're not making progress, we're trying to sell a house or we're trying to do something and nothing's happening, then we get, we're not very happy. So that definition of what is 
going to make you happy. But also, you know, we spend a lot of time talking to people about money and they think it's about money, but it's not about money. It's about freedom because, Mm -hmm. you know, money gives you choices. Choices give you freedom. And so we don't want our money to have, you know, just to be able to set have a sign kind of like that Prudential commercial where it's like your number dragging around behind you, you know, your retirement number. Could you imagine if somebody had like everybody had their net worth number that they were dragging around and that was our definition of success? No, but it's the freedom, right? The freedom to do that. And I think business owners, you know, sometimes can let the business run them and and it just gets to where it's it's just too much but um there something else that you said is is really trying to get people to make decisions and decide where they're at i've done some counseling on not not counseling other people but on the other side of the counseling couch so to speak and you know really it's figuring out what am i not seeing clearly you know like if you're trying to improve your communication within your marriage then it's not, hey, how do I get my wife to listen to my point of view better? It's how do I, what am I missing? What am I not hearing? So what, what situations do you see in business that are like that? Like, what am I not seeing about that, you know, that future? So happiness, really, for me, I want to take a step back. And yeah. um, one of my colleagues, Vernon Brown, is uh, kind of the king of, of happy. And you can find him. Um, I'll give him a plug. It, what is happy and happy is H-A-P-P-I. And uh, through watching him discuss happiness, happiness is a positive consequence of a lot of other things. And when you focus on happiness, you can tend to lose out on a lot of other long-term goals. So rather, and, and in money, and I know that this is the podcast for this, but what changed the game for me was focusing on value and rather than hourly, I don't do an hourly contract. Mm -hmm. So rather than doing hourly focused on value, what is it that you truly want and being able to use my therapeutic background and the consultants that we work with and the tools that we've developed in order to say, what is it that you truly want? Why do you truly want it? Because when it gets real in the foxhole. That's the thing that's going to break you through. Not, oh, well, once we get through this, you'll be happy. Like that's not a, a motivational factor. The motivational factor is whatever's beyond that happiness, that the happiness will be a positive consequence too. And so as a business owner, the thing that makes me most valuable is being able to take care of myself. I'm the most precious resource in my company. And what made me the most precious resource in my company is my experience and my background. And so, so slowly but surely, I have captured that experience and that knowledge in a way that we can share it with hundreds of thousands of companies and through other consultants and teach them the same tools that I use. And me being able to add the most value by speaking to your hundreds of thousands of listeners and sharing that knowledge and experience and basically working myself to be gainfully unemployed. And meaning that I will, I currently own five companies, but I can't tell you with any honesty that I run any of them. And that's what 
where my value is. My value is not in running companies. My value is in seeing where the gap is, the purpose gap between what somebody's potential is and where they are currently and helping them get motivated to close that purpose gap and to understand what self-awareness, the power of self-awareness is and the difference between value and money and wealth and how the most wealthiest people in the world are not fulfilled and they don't feel like they're fulfilling their purpose. They've just found ways to make money. And, you know, one of the reasons that I build the companies the way that I do first and foremost is because I have a heart condition. So it'd be an irresponsible business owner if I built a a business that was dependent on me. And secondly, is because aside from my number one, which is making sure that I'm taking care of myself, my second is my family and my girls. I have two of the most incredible miracle blessings on the face of this planet. And so they're my number two. And so basically, if you're going to pull me away from spending time with my girls and my husband and my family and pulling myself away from taking care of myself and riding my horses and having this visionary time to really explore and deepen my experience and my knowledge, then that's going to have to be a really high value point. And so I found myself more and more working with companies who really do see it in terms of investment and in value rather than in monetary standpoint. Because if you compared our consultancy with another consultancy that says that they specialize in work-life alignment, I would almost guarantee you that we are going to be the more expensive out of the two. But when you look at our contracts and when you look at our goals and our experiences and how we work with clients, we work with them on a value and return on investment versus a you know, contract of like, here's how much money you're going to pay me. And like, here are the hours that I'm going to spend with you. And the, really the last thing that I'm going to say about that is from a personal experience where we were about to buy a half million dollar condo, like a townhome condo, one of those like three, four stories in downtown Richmond, um, actually in Short Pump. Um, if anybody is familiar with Richmond, we live out towards Charlottesville, Virginia right now. My whole concept was that I wanted to live like in the city and I was so wrapped up in the value of like that particular mindset that I worked with my business coach and I worked with um, a, a couple other people that they said, well, what is it that you really want? Like, what's the biggest outcome? And I said, you know, I want my girls to be able to have the childhood I did growing up with their grandparents. That's most important to me. It's important to me to be able to spend the most time with my family. That's why we moved to the East Coast. And, you know, I want a fireplace. Yes, that was important to me. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to have like this kind of oasis. And what basically everything I described ended up with us purchasing the house next door to our house and moving my parents out of the house that we were living in into this house. Because the one obstacle in my brain was that I didn't like the house that was for sale next door to our house. I didn't want to live there. but by being able to really be clear on what it is that I did want, nowhere in there did it say that my parents couldn't live in the house next door. And so when you own a business, there's a lot of assumptions and obstacles that you're putting on yourself and that you don't actually know to be true. And you're not, you're losing money and value by not being very clear on what it is that is the highest return on investment. Right, right. 
Well, that makes sense. It's interesting how you uh, determined to uh, not move to what you thought was your dream house. You know, you've said over and over in the last uh, few minutes that figuring out what somebody wants. And I've found this to be like really elusive for people. Like when I ask people, what do they want to do with their money or what are they doing now? They say they're building up money to retire or they're doing things, but they don't even understand what that means really. And so how to get somebody to decide what they want. It's, it's simple, but you know, I always say that Einstein said, uh, simplicity is elusive. Now that's what somebody told me. He said, I can't actually find it. It attributes that quote to him, but I don't want to say Jim Oliver says simplicity is elusive because that doesn't have the same uh, kind of punch, but it's a simple question, but how do you get people to really know what they want? You take away all external influences on the outside noise and voices of media telling you what you should or should not have. Um, And if retirement was never going to happen, what would you want to wake up and do for the rest of your life? So, you know, our nation is one of the very few nations that are so fascinated, like so wrapped up in retirement. Yeah. Uh, I don't particularly believe in retirement first off because I have a heart condition. And so, you know, I don't, if whether or not I make it to this mysterious retirement age, that's not really my goal. My goal is to make sure that my family is financially um, prepared when and if I'm no longer here and that I'm able to build companies that make a difference independent of me being here. And so I guess that means that in two years when I'm gainfully unemployed, I'll be retired. But the reality is for most people that are like me in my mindset, I mean, I think of my grandfather, the first of, you know, my third generation entrepreneurs that I was exposed to and grew up around. And he still went into the office every day. Like, even if it was just to bring donuts, he would go and check the mailbox. Like they had a PO box and you've got a several, I think several million dollar trucking company. And my grandfather, like still every single day, like would put on his jacket and like go and talk to the truck drivers and was he actually responsible for any day-to-day options no but that business made him happy and so he didn't want to retire did they take trips at my grandparents all the time but it wasn't because he was retired it was because they were enjoying life as life came at it and so we took like a week off last month to go to um, the beach. We're taking another like week and a half off the end of this month and another week and a half off. It's one of the reasons my daughter's school gave us the option to do virtual. And I was like, Hey, this is awesome because I can spend more time with my daughter and I don't have to worry about like an actual school schedule. As long as we have internet, we can be anywhere in the world if we're allowed to travel. And so that freedom has nothing to do with, me trading the best years of my life or the most physically capable years of my life in order to have freedom sometime in the future. There's never going to be enough money to, and you can't predict the future, but what you can say is that right now you have this desire to go backpack in Europe. And so take three months off and go do that. And if your job is not going to be there for you when you come back, then find another job. You know, like it's, 
it is, I know that sounds, people are like, oh my gosh, yeah, bunny, but like the stability of a paycheck. Well, here, here's the, the secret, whether you are sitting, listening to this during your lunch break at a fortune 500 company, or you're sitting, listening to this and you're an entrepreneur that believes that you've got to hustle and grind 24, seven, 365 in order to make a living. The only way to guarantee your paycheck is that you guarantee your paycheck. And the, if the circumstances have proven anything, it's that no job, J-O-B, is ever guaranteed. You can be let go at any time for any reason. And so why would you sacrifice your life and the things and goals that you want out of life in order to make somebody else richer? And that's really where I finally left you know, my J-O-B and started doing entrepreneurship full-time is because as a therapist, I was tired of listening to people complain and not take any action. And I realized that I was in a business model where the sicker I could keep my client, the better, like that was the business model is because then you didn't need to get new clients was because you would just see your clients over and over and over again. And they were investing a really small amount of money for what they wanted as big results. And the second piece of it was I would make the company a half million dollars or a million dollars and my salary didn't change. Even if I'm on a commission bonus, I get 3% of that million dollars that I've just made you. So who's really winning here? And so I looked at it as, all right, so what is it that I want out of life and what's going to make, you know, a true difference. And you can put me on a ship for 45 days. And I guarantee you, Jim, that when I come back, I'm going to be a much more valuable human being having that clarity break and having that space than I would be if you put me in an office for 40 hours a week for 40 day or 40 weeks, 40 hours a week, 40 weeks out of the year. Like that's right. just, uh, you know, uh, all other, most other Western countries have holidays that are like three months out of the year. Right. You know, it's funny what you just said, because, you know, I'm, I'm 55 and what I was taught is get an education, get a job. And, and, and what's really funny is getting out of college. I never had a job. I've never had two paychecks be the same dollar amount ever in my life. And it's always because I've been on compensation that is performance based in some way. And, um, and, and you're right in the very beginning, that's super scary for people, right? Now I didn't know any better because I didn't really have any money at 22. And so, you know, I was just trying to pay the bills. Right. And, but then I realized that, you know what, it's what you just said. If I work harder, then I'm going to make more money. And if I'm working, and at the time there was a company, Martin Marietta, which I thought, man, these guys got it made. They got great pay, great benefits. And they do. I mean, if you're going to have a job, that's a good one to have, right? And I was a little bit envious of all the benefits and stuff that they had. And then I realized if I work there, I don't get to determine if I make more money next month. But yeah. I get to make I get to make that determination. And I think that breaking away from the herd or breaking away from the rat race, it's, it's, it comes down to, you just keep saying this in different ways, but it's how you think. And if we don't know the right way to think, then we need a, a coach or a therapist to help us think 
the right way. And there's no, I always say this, I don't care what the investment, I, I have marketing people that come to me every week and they say, well, would you spend, I mean, that's a dumb question. Don't ask me if I, I would spend a million dollars if it was going to be worth it. So, you know, it, I mean, if it was going to transfer into something that was worth a million dollars, don't like, you know, like it's, it's about creating value and it's about mm-hmm. serving. And, you know, the word retirement means to be taken out of service. And something that your grandfather realized is that he could be of service to his business, even when he was retirement age, right? And um, another thing, Bunny, I always say is my resignation will be in my obituary. So if people want to know when I'm going to retire, but, you know, I live in Southwest Florida. I go to the beach whenever I want to. I play golf whenever I want to. I play pickleball whenever I want to. And I have as many appointments as I want to. So, you know, why would I ever want to not do this? And if I were Tiger Woods or a professional golfer, when would I want to retire? Never. Right? I mean, if, if I would want to keep being able to play at a high level forever until the last day of my life, till I graduate from this world. I mean, that's what I would want. So that takes a lot of investment in yourself. Right. So the highest return on investment when people are like, what stocks do you think you should buy? Right. Well, I think you should buy more stock in you. Right. So, you know, I had this conversation with a potential client uh, a week ago and they had, you know, a quarter or uh, three quarters of a million dollar growth goal. And we were talking about, you know, an investment in order to look at a coaching program. And they're like, oh, well, I think that's too much. And it's like, if you don't believe in yourself at that number, then how, how can I be on board to be able to be held responsible to your growth number? If somebody came up to me, my first coaching contract, um, for that I took on a coach was like 17 grand for six months. And my company hadn't made 17 grand. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm taking out a loan and I'm making this investment in me. That coach was not worth $17,000. But the life lesson of investing in myself and continuing to invest in myself and me being in the highest return on investment was well worth $17 million worth of investment because, you know, that's really, I stopped seeing myself as an employee and I started seeing myself as, you know, this business owner. And now I've moved, you know, from being a business owner to being able to invest in other business owners and invest in other entrepreneurs. And every single person on my team, our growth goals, and I hope that my team, I know my team loves this, but I hope that they get to hear this too, is my growth goals when you come on with our team is like, what do you want to learn so that you can go into the next chapter and achieve more of what you want? Like even my director of, you know, getting stuff done, she's the productivity assistant. She's my right hand. She's my left hand. You know, she and I are trying to, if she wants to take over this part of the company, she more than well is welcome to, but she needs to come up with those goals and be intrinsically motivated to be able to say, here's what I want to learn from you while I can so that I can do this successfully. And so it's not just about your job description. It's about human development and self-awareness and, you know, that purpose-driven 
profits is really where we want to focus all of our energy and all of our business and all the companies that we do. And I think that's why we have a really high return on investment with the clients that we work with and a really high loyalty is because we don't go about it from a client value perspective and how much money they have. We have uh, valued them in how much potential they have in investing in themselves and willingness to think that they are and believe wholeheartedly that they are the highest return on their investment and the most precious resource, whether they're an employee or a business owner, or, you know, we work with groups of investors as well that invest in other companies. And I got news for you. We look at those potential investments. We look at the people first. We don't look at the P&L first when we're making investing decisions. We look at the P&L first, or we look at the prof or the people first, and then the P&L second. Yeah, that's smart. I, I can tell you that I've, I own quite a few businesses too. And I, I would tell you the ones sometimes that we struggle is they have the wrong people in the wrong positions. And one of the first things that I do is I have whoever's running the company and I'm like you, I don't want to run the company is to put together a persona for each position. Now, I'm not talking about, don't tell me then, then we ask, okay, the person that's in that position you know, what's their percentage of that persona? Like, you know, how, how well do they match up? And what's funny is it's a really simple exercise, but when you go through that, then you start moving people around that are, get them in the right positions, get them in the right seat on the bus, right? Yeah. And uh, so I, I really like what you said there. So I really believe in coaching, by the way, too. And I, I believe in investing in, your, in yourself. And, you know, we, we invest a lot of money in the different ways to get our message out to people. And I've always done coaching of some sort. Um, and I'm just transitioning from uh, a coaching service that I tried for about a year or so that there was, there was value, but not the value that I was looking for. But um, when, you know, somebody told me when I was like 18, read an hour a day. You know, that's another way of investing in yourself because Absolutely. you'd just be shocked at how much reading an hour a day in any subject, you'll learn a lot about a lot of different subjects. Yeah. So tell me, so, okay, if people are interested in learning more about what you do, Bunny, how do they find you? Um, you have a podcast, right? So we have a YouTube channel. So if you go to bunnyyoung.com and you follow that to the YouTube link there, um, there's literally hundreds of hours worth of video of free different playlists, motivation to get stuff done, uh, work-life alignment playlists. And so it, like you said, if you want to spend an hour a day doing that, you can transform it. One of the best benefits of you know, being in an individual coaching relationship or a like business therapy relationship is that you get to get that knowledge delivered, customized at the time that you need it versus just having information overload. So bunningyoung.com, a betterplaceconsulting.com, and there's a free ebook there, how to stay sane during insane times. We're all over Instagram at bunny has six legs. Cause for those of you who don't know, I have a service animal. He's amazing and um, also a better place consulting. So at a better place consulting. And you were going to ask me about the books that I recommend. And yeah. so I think Untethered Soul is yeah. a great personal development book. 
to understand about flow and energy. And I think it applies to value. I think it applies to money. I think it applies to wealth. I think it applies to basically anything um, in life to, to read something like Untethered Soul. And as far as, uh, all right, so love is just good damn business. Love is just damn good business. Yep. I think that's the title. Um, and so th- those are two books that are kind of like outside of the purview. And the last one is sitting right here. I'm looking up at it. It's called Breaking Busy. Um, and I can't see the author, but I think that those are available on, you know, all sorts of audio casts. And I, I know I have a couple of the paperbacks here with me. So, and of course I'm going to recommend the ebook, how to stay sane during insane times. That's totally for free on our website. And that's not a, a shameless plug, but it's, it's an interactive ebook that has all of the tools that we talked about today. And Jim, I just think that if more people had that in their hands, that the world would already start to shift to be a better, a better place. Well, I love that. I love that you put uh, hundreds of hours of video out there for free because I really believe that, you know, I, I try to do the same thing. We try to give away everything that we really have and, um, and, you know, not try to make it in a marketing way. I hate when I sit down and I read a book and I realize, oh, you're not going to tell me anything. You're just trying to get me to be a customer, yeah. right? And instead of like, teach me something, because yeah. if you teach me something, then I'm going to want to learn more from you instead of don't try to just sell me on something. So, I mean, give me something, you know, and it's like, uh, so I, 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 uh, I'm always looking for new things to read. We will definitely put those resources in the meeting or uh, the show notes. And I definitely will go on there today and, and download uh, your book because I'd love to read that. And I'm going to uh, check out your YouTube channel because I love your different approach to this. And it's, yeah. uh, and it's really cool. And, you know, I always, you know, what we do is I just show people how to, how financial independence works, or at least my view of it. And then I just keep showing them that until they either say, yeah, that's for me or that's not for me. And I think coaching is the same way is I could have three shows with three different coaches back to back to back. And somebody's going to say, Hey, bunny's my person, man. That's who I want. Right. And, um, and, and the, and somebody else might say, and it's just, that's what I love about that is you can't, when you think scarcity, then you think, I can't share my ideas with anybody else. I can't give anything away because that's my proprietary property. But when you think abundantly, it's like, well, if I share something with Bunny and she, said, and she improves it, shares it back to me, now we have this, this boom of creativity and we all win, right? Well, you can't achieve financial abundance without mental abundance and emotional and spiritual abundance. Those all go hand in hand. So if you're, like you said, if you're thinking consistently from a scarcity and a guarded mindset, then there's no space in your brain to come up with the new and creative ways to add your value to the world. And so, you know, that's why like you're, you look at Sarah Blakely, Blakely, who is the um, inventor of Spanx and she has a five minute commute, but she drives like an hour around Atlanta 
before she gets into her office just for like a clarity break and just to have space for herself. And so if continuously, if you follow these people that have the most wealth, it didn't start with the most wealth. It started with the most freedom and awareness. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because one of our guys, Bob Burnett, probably knows more billionaires than, than most people do, or, you know, because most people probably don't know any billionaires, but he knows these guys personally. And when I say guys, I mean men and women, um, is he said none of them did it for the money, right? They, they became billionaires, but it wasn't because that's what they set out to do is become billionaires, is they set out with an idea and a passion and that they did that so well and at the right time that it rewarded them in more than a billion dollars in net worth. Yeah. You know, so if, if your goal is always money, 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 one, you might get that, like you said, Bunny, right? Is you might get it, but you're going to be miserable because yeah. you're not taking care of all the other things. And, and then if it's money, it's kind of like the horizon is, you know, what is the horizon? Well, it's where the guy and the, and the earth come together. Can you go there? No. And if you're chasing money, there's never enough, right? It doesn't matter how much it is. So the last thing that I'll share with you is something that I found interesting in the aspect that Robin Williams at the time that he had committed to be the voice of Jeannie, right? One of probably one of his most well-known voiceovers of his entire career. And I loved Aladdin. I loved the Jeannie. He was probably my favorite part of that other than Raja. Um, and I can't wait for Disney to tell me that I'm not allowed to tell this story anymore, but I've told it so many times. Go ahead, Disney, tell me. Um, but he agreed to do that voiceover for $70,000 thereabouts when his contract at the time was somewhere between like three and $10 million for him to do a movie. But he's like, I really want, he had young kids at the time. He said, I really want to do something that's going to make a difference and that I can work on a project and share it with my kids. Well, he did that also with this belief that Aladdin was not going to really make that much of an impact. And it was a huge success. So then he went back to Disney and he said, no, now I'm unhappy because you cheated me out of all this money. Well, who came to Disney and said, I will do this for only $70,000 because, and I don't know that it was exactly 70. I'm, I'm kind of making that number up, but you know, because my end goal, what matters the most to me is that I'm able to be a part of a project that is I can share with my kids. And then when his perspective changed to wealth, it's a completely different person that you're dealing with and a completely different per like motivation. And how I think to myself, Jim, how much time did he waste away from his kids arguing this case, suing Disney for more money when he said his highest value was being able to make that impact for his kids and how many contracts did he lose in the process because of that impact to his reputation? Yeah. And how, you know, I would think that also the next time he's doing a voiceover, it changes his mindset to where maybe it's not as good as it was when he was doing it for the sole purpose of, you know, having something that his children could listen to and enjoy and like sharing something because when you do it that way with passion, that's when truly your brilliance and Robin Williams definitely was brilliant. That's yeah. when your brilliance comes out. But when you're doing it for money, 
That's not when your brilliance comes out. That's when you're swinging the hammer comes out, so to speak. It's, it's tedious, you know? And put, put in the show notes if, or put in the um, comments for this show if you know. But I don't think that Robin Williams was ever asked to do another project with Disney after that. Wow. Wow. So you think about the true ROI. And yeah. like, you know, as a business owner, I have lost, I have won. I have drawn, I've closed businesses, I've sold businesses, I've started businesses. And at the end of the day, even in my biggest failures, there's always a lesson. And so if I'm Robin Williams and this is a huge success, I'm thinking about not just the amount of times and impacts that the impact that this is having on my kiddos, but across the world. Yeah. And instead I'm focused on the fact that I didn't get my $3 million. Well, I'm right. sure Disney would have come around the next time and you could have gotten 10 million. That's what I thought you were going to say is I don't know that there was, a, I didn't guess I didn't know there wasn't a follow-up to that is that in the next time they paid him $10 million because, you know, uh, they realized the value or something, but you know, it's too bad that that's the way that it, that it went. And I, I don't know that there wasn't a follow-up. Your followers can correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, you yeah. know, if you listen to any of the original Disney movies, Phil Harris is yeah. like every single character. He's in the Aristocats. He's in Robin Hood. He's in Jungle Book. Um, so, you know, like Disney is loyal to their voiceover actors because right. you know, like the, um, the chick from a uh, little Bo Peep from um, Toy Story is Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. um, so, you know, like it's, it's just, yeah. So That's I cool. know I'm a Disney nerd. This is little known things that are not in my bio is that I'm a total and complete Disney nerd. Well, you, that you would get along with my 22 year old because she was, she had a job at Disney starting in August. And after all of this COVID stuff, they canceled it. And she's so bummed because um, you know, Orlando's about three hours from us and she was, I mean, that's her dream job is to work for Disney. And she, it was just to get her foot in the door of the, this position, but then they canceled the job, but she is a total Disney nerd too. So that's, that's cool. And I saw, I saw your pup back there. Uh, so what's your service dog's name? His name is Guinness and he's a great Dane. So I know the listeners can't see him, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he's beautiful. Yeah. So my wife has a diabetic detection dog, um, a German Shepherd. So uh, yeah. we chose a German Shepherd, but I'm thinking a lab might have been better because this German Shepherd is high energy. <laughs> yeah, well, Guinness, that's, I mean, he has about eight minutes of energy per day. So we, we match up pretty well because I have on my watch a seven minute workout and I can tell you about six and a half minutes through it, I'm hating my life. And then I finish the last 30 seconds, which I'm pretty sure is just a cool down. And I'm good. Right, right. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Bunny. Well, hey, thank you so much for being on. Any last words or any last famous words? Um, I'll end with sharing with you um, my favorite quote from the Lorax. And um, it is, unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing's ever going to get better. It's not. And Bunny's going to add, with the Lorax's approval, they, that starts with caring about you and awesome. so really putting yourself first. You know, and that's a way of breaking away because most people, you know, again, everybody thinks that this 
podcast, we always talk about money. We talk about a lot more things than money, but it's breaking away from the herd. And what the herd does is they get up every morning, they go to work and they hate it, but they don't break away. And I think Bunny's giving you strategies and giving you some ideas and resources on how to break away mentally, spiritually. And I think that's awesome. Thank you so much, Bunny, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Stay safe and stay sane, guys. That's a great way to say it and end it. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye now. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.